Hello everyone, I'm Chris Dauphin, your TSEA Communications Director. Welcome to the Ask TSEA video podcast, our monthly show where state employees ask the questions and TSEA provides the answers. We're excited to begin, but first we want to remind you to please subscribe to our Ask TSEA YouTube channel and follow us on our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TSEA Online. All right, so thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it. Okay, welcome to Ask TSEA Episode 6. I'm Chris Dauphin, your Communications Director, and with me today is TSEA Executive Director Randy Stamps. And uh, first, we want to make an announcement. Um, I want you to make sure you save the date for our Representative Assembly this year. Our RA is scheduled for Thursday, June 11th through Saturday, June 13th, 2020 at the Hilton Nashville Airport Hotel. So please mark that date, June 11th through June 13th, and we look forward to seeing everybody. Speaking of seeing everybody, uh, got a big day Tuesday. Our Lobby Day 2020 will be on Tuesday, March 3rd, and we're looking forward to seeing everyone. And we've got a pretty good lineup for you guys uh, this time on Monday, on Tuesday in the House Chamber. We have all of the leadership speaking. We have the Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton, and then we have Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, and then, um, and I don't think they're in that order, but then we also have uh, Governor Bill Lee. I think Bill Lee is second. Is that right, Randy? I believe that's correct. We're glad to have all three of those gentlemen joining us, though. And then uh, after that, our folks will break up into their groups and visit with their legislators. And then we have a big uh, lunch planned for everyone, legislators and their staff, and then our state employees. We're going to actually have West Tennessee have lunch first together, and then East and Middle will break. And then after that, we'll continue visits with our legislators. And we're really looking forward to this day uh, and seeing some of our great state employees. You know, we've been doing a lot to build these relationships, not just at Lobby Day, but um, at our legislative dinners that we've been having. And since the last podcast, we've had three legislative dinners, one in Morristown, one in Chattanooga and Hamilton County, and then uh, our last one out in Northeast Tennessee. They were all great events. We had legislators come to each one of those. So we've hit um, three great um, regions of our state, and I've been happy with our turnout, both of state employees and our legislators. Now, if you want to keep up with those, you know, follow us on our website. I think we're uh, pausing those for a little while as we continue our legislative session and uh, jump again through the rest of the year. And of course, this is an election year, so then we'll shift gears into um, uh, the elections after uh, session ends. So we probably won't have any legislative dinners the rest of this year, uh, maybe until next year. That's correct, yeah. yeah. But those are a really good way uh, for you to spend some quality time with your legislators. Uh, at Lobby Day is, is a good time to spend with them, but you, you know, at Lobby Day, you probably get about, you know, maybe 10, 15, maybe 30 minutes with a legislator. It, at a, at a legislative dinner, you get to sit down with them and have a really good conversation. So I feel like a lot of members that are coming to the dinners are seeing they get a lot out of these. And, and I think we really build those relationships. And speaking of um, elections, within the last couple of years, uh, Tennessee uh, launched online voter registration. And it's really simple. If you aren't registered to vote, you just need to go to GoVoteTN.com. And all the instructions are there. And just remember, um, you have to submit an online voter registration at least 30 days prior to an election. So if you're not registered, 
Don't wait. Go today and register. You even have an extra day this year with Leap Year. So uh, <laughs> make sure you take the time and go there before um, before the primaries for sure, and then uh, definitely before the uh, election at the end of the year. But um, we've had a pretty active couple of weeks, um, especially this week, uh, as we're leading up to Lobby Day, we've had several meetings, and uh, one in particular, uh, Randy uh, uh, Commissioner Nichols with DCS was kind enough to uh, include TSEA in another uh, employee meeting. Uh, Randy, you want to tell us a little bit about that meeting? Yes, we met up in uh, Cookville uh, with the Department of Children's Services. There's been a, a realignment of Child Protective Services that the first pilot program was in in Shelby County. Now they're moving it to a rural area, and so it's going to be the upper Cumberland region. Positions are going to be added, and responsibilities will be shifted. But there were a few bumps in the road in Memphis, but overall it's been working really well. So I think our folks are excited about bringing that to the upper Cumberland region, again, as a pilot program. It won't be fully implemented until June, um, but at least in Memphis, it worked well because it helped provide services better to people of Tennessee, and it also worked out well for our state employees. So we're excited that the commissioner included us in that meeting. She values the input from TSEA in the work that we do each and every day. So it's great to have that relationship with Commissioner Nichols. And she came to our RA last year as well. Is that right? She did. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, great. We uh, appreciate that relationship we're able to build with her. And, you know, we can really serve our members better when we have those relationships built with the commissioners. Um, and, uh, you know, it was great because she also invited you out to the September meeting that she had in Shelby County, which is I, when they launched this, the, I think the, the language they used is they were merging CPS services and investigations under one division called the Office of Child Safety. Is that right. how it works? Okay, well, that's excellent development and excellent news. Um, uh, thank you, Commissioner Nichols, for uh, including TSEA again. And, um, you know, we'll continue to monitor this and, and keep you up to date with everything that happens. Um, you know, this week on Tuesday, a lot of our members are going to be in town for Lobby Day, as we've already talked about. Um, Randy, do you uh, want to run through a couple of the things we're looking at this year? and uh, sort of kind of give us an update on, on how we're looking in, in the progress of these bills. And I know it's still sort of early in the legislative process for some of these things. I think some of them are just now getting around to getting scheduled and put on calendar. Um, I think only a few of our bills have been voted on so far, but just kind of let our members know where we're at and what we're looking at this year in our legislative agenda. We'll do that. <clears throat> the 401k bill, we want to up the match there. Uh, we specifically asked for $25 more. I'm not sure if it'll be that much, but we want to have an increase in the 401k match that the state matches employee contribution that hasn't been raised in 11 years. So we're hoping we can add to that. That did move through a subcommittee this week, so we're making progress there. We're continuing to have discussions about uh, a bonus system that's similar to longevity for newly hired employees. Those discussions continue along. We will be tying it to uh, paper performance, and by that I mean you'll need to achieve at least a valued rating in order to receive any kind of retention bonus. Um, but we think that's fair. It seems to have gotten us great headway with the legislators to tie it to paper performance. FMLA is continuing to evolve. 
I think it's important to understand that originally it was done by executive order. That's not the traditional way such a bold change has been made. So now Governor Lee has decided to use the legislative process for that. Um, the bill sponsors remain the same. The exact language is still a little bit under development, but we're very hopeful that it's going to start moving forward here in the next uh, week or two. Now on the FMLA, Randy, can you kind of explain the advantage? You know, I know a lot of our members are a little worried about um, that bill uh, just because it was executive order, but can you kind of explain the advantage to putting it through the legislative process? Right. Um, if it was an executive order, it could be withdrawn, as has already been proven, at any time by the current governor, or if a governor came into office that had a different mindset, then he could have removed it. Going through the legislative process, we'll put it in statute, uh, which means it's going to stay there um, until some legislative body decides it needs to be removed. I, I still think the prospects of its passage are good, and um, I don't want folks to be discouraged just because the executive order was lifted. Mm -hmm. It's still a good concept. We commend Governor Lee for bringing it forward. He's just decided on a more traditional route now to do it through the legislature rather than by executive order. Um, our burden of proof bill, um, again, we have moved it to the House floor. We're letting it stay there in the House, though, until we work through some issues in the Senate. That was an assurance we made. Um, to the leadership in the House as we we're moving forward. We want to, if we can, to get an agreement from the administration that um, our request and our, our, um, our philosophy about the burden of proof uh, is correct. Um, to be quite candid, we have great support now in the Senate to move forward. So we have made some concessions that some departments brought up, but I feel confident that we're going to move forward on our burden to proof bill. And again, that's important to set the appropriate environment for the workforce that you might make a mistake along the way. And if you do, uh, there might be some corrective action, but you're going to keep your job that you shouldn't be worried as you work day to day. If you make one mistake that you're going to lose your job, that's not the environment we want to have in state government. And with the burden of proof issue and some of the other uh, litigation that's been brought by some of the departments, that's a grave concern for us is that work environment. And I believe the burden of proof bill is going to pass this year and it should make for a much healthier work environment. We're also working with Senator Kyle on our child care bill. Um, again, it has been heard in the Senate. There's a significant amendment that has come along that is going to make it more acceptable to both sides of the aisle. So we feel like very soon they'll We'll be able to provide some child care in state buildings for state workers. Um, that will probably be privately contracted. We actually did this back in um, the late 1980s, um, but those child care uh, centers were closed when budget times got tough. So we feel like that's an excellent benefit, especially for some of the younger workers. Then we didn't make a little bit more headway with our funeral expenses for Department of Correction employees that might be killed in the line of duty that moved again through another step in the committee process so it's gone through the standing committee where it was assigned and now it goes to the finance committee where i i believe we again we'll have uh, some great support there for that issue that kind of covers a lot of the uh 
uh, a lot of the legislation that we're monitoring and that is part of TSEA's uh, legislative agenda in 2020. And of course, if you're here for Lobby Day, you'll you'll hear a lot more about that. Um, but we'll keep you updated in our legislative updates. If you aren't signed up for our emails, I encourage you to go to our website. And on the right-hand side, there's a button you can press. If a pop-up doesn't pop up uh, to let you sign up, you click that button on the right-hand side and we'll uh, get you signed out. Now, if you're a member of TSEA, you just need to make sure your email address is in our system and uh, you're, we'll sign you up. Um, so we have a couple of questions uh, for this episode. Um, uh, just three questions this week. Our first question is from Arthur Tibbs, and Arthur asks, is there a way you can tell us if the caseloads at DCS have a cap, or did that cap go away when we got out of Brian A? Now, actually, the cap came about from TSEA-initiated legislation. Um, it's still there. Commissioner Nichols welcomes it because it helps her have a, um, a uh, measuring point for how Cases are being assigned, so the cap is still in effect. Um, the lawsuit did not affect that at all, and we believe the department is doing all they can to keep that average caseload. It is an average caseload by region, but we feel like uh, Commissioner Nichols is doing all she can to try to keep us within that caseload cap. Okay, and our next question comes from Taylor Carpenter. Uh, Taylor asks, I plan on retiring in May of this year. How does this affect my TSEA membership? Um, when you retire, you do have to renew your membership in T TSEA as a retiree. We mail out that um, application to you, let you know that. But if for any reason you don't receive that pretty quickly after your uh, retirement, you do need to rejoin. The dues are $5 a month, and you'll be able to enjoy almost all of the benefits of being a TSEA member. That does affect a few of our insurances that we're able to offer, but it's certainly, we appreciate your support. Retirees are an important part of our organization. And if you have any uh, issues with, uh, with that, or if you didn't receive that packet or any issues in general, you can always call TSEA at 615-256-4533 or 800-251- 8732, or you can email us at info at .org. Okay, our final question comes to us from Tony Jordan, and Tony asks, I heard we will not have to pay an insurance premium in May. Is this true? It is very true, and that is a big deal to a lot of our folks. Um, again, the insurance committee has governance over that, but we also need to thank the, thank the legislators because that's in state law that once the um, reserves reach a certain level, um, it's appropriate to have a premium holiday. This will be the second time we've had this in the last two and a half years or so, I suppose. So uh, you won't have to be, if you're an active state employee, then your health insurance premiums will not be coming out in May. So that's like a little extra money in your pocket. And again, we want to thank the insurance committee uh, for the way that they have managed the insurance premiums very well. Uh, we've made a lot of changes along the way that have resulted in some savings, so that's going to be a benefit to all of our active employees. Okay. Well, that's all for this month, and we hope to see you next month. We're looking to uh, possibly interview Commissioner of Human Resources soon. Um, we're trying to work out some schedule things there. 
And uh, if that's not next month, uh, hopefully it'll be in the next coming months. And uh, so keep watching us. Sign up on iTunes and uh, so you know when the new podcast comes out. And uh, follow us on Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash TSA online. And we'll always post our new podcasts there. Okay, thanks a lot. And we'll see you next time. Well, that's this month's episode of Ask TSEA. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit questions to our show, email those to asktsea at tseaonline.org or visit our website at tseaonline.org slash ask-tsea. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TSEA Online. That's all for this month. Have a great month. We'll see you next time.